Shut up and sit down. Glorious food, we're anxious to try it. You are listening to the Dial Podcast with Matt Lee Grant, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. I think I'm still buzzing on Reese's and Red Bulls. I should probably go for a ride. Don't you go with me and see how faster you can ride. It's not that vegetable eaters are bad people, it's just that they're terrible people. Yeah, I want the tofu spring rolls, except I don't eat tofu. So do you have like a tofu-flavored chicken you can substitute in for me? That salad's totally grossing me out. I've completely lost my appetite. This sausage is a meat-based vegetable substitute for cucumber. It's got the taste and the texture of an actual cucumber with none of the cucumber. All right, welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von Dering, and I'm here with Lance Epler. It is Lance Romance here for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> and it is a pleasure. <laughs> Matt, Mostly the viewing part, not the, the fact viewing that you're part. here. But Matt, yes. I'm so happy to see you sitting here next to us, Matt. Usually we, we sit across from each other and just gaze into each other's Look eyes. Look at those silky green eyes. Are they green or are they blue? All right, you guys. Uh, okay, stay on sorry. target here. Stay on target. I've already lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally back in the studio for, gosh, what, maybe the second time this year? Long time. Long time. Mr. Matt LeGrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I don't even know how to do it anymore. <laughs> you start over, Matt. What's up, Try. ladies and gentlemen of Take the internet? Two. You guys are looking fan freaking tastic. Thank you, Thank sir. You, Matt. I used to be able to do that just like on the spot. Can't do it anymore. Yeah. Awesome. Out of practice. Yep. yep. Today, we've got a very cool and special guest with us today, Mr. Dylan Johnson. How are you, Dylan? Good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a bunch of little pop and circumstance here. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We, we all have our own intros, and um, it's em, it's as embarrassing as uh, as you see that it is right now. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Way it goes. Uh, per Should usual, I we're going to come up go with my own intro beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, there you, you go. Yep. You failed already, Dylan. <laughs> There's no stupid intro. We'll give you some time to go up with an outro. There you go. Um, how about some backpedaling, guys? Uh, Dylan, this is where we're going to go through what we did this past week. If you did some racing or had some uh, cool stuff that happened on two wheels, you can share that with us. Um, but for now, let's start with Matt. Matt, what you sure. been up to? Um, biking a little bit. Let's see. I did the I did Beaches Ride, which you remember what those were. And I actually saw Lance out there. How about that? It was like a slew of flat tires, right? It was like flat tire after flat tire after flat tire. It's because all those triathletes yeah, those are, guys don't have, know how to do tubes. And they all have tubes in their tires. You're a tube hater. You're a tube. I am. I am a. I'm a. Yeah, I'm a tube hater. There's a, yeah, we need T-shirts that are. I'm anti-tube. Like, anti-tube. Are you pro-tube <laughs> or anti-tube? I'm anti-tube. Uh, and uh, I did the the dialed flogging ride. You got flogged. Oh, I it saw you for a minute. Great. <laughs> I slept for a that minute was on that. such a fun ride. Okay. There's things I don't like about it. Uh, like the time of day. I don't like the time of day with the traffic. Yeah, there's no way around. I mean, the traffic's not too bad. It starts at 6 p.m. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't like the people, mostly you guys. <laughs> yep. Wait, man, you started 10 a, minutes behind you. That was a fun ride. Yeah. That was so much fun. I went so hard. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a couple things. I, I think this week we had between 40 and 50 we, people we somewhere there. I, I couldn't even get a show up. Yeah. so many people we there. We had yeah. some angry cars on the road. We had cars trying to pass us, like kind of like highway style, you know, car on car. These we had one car hit another car. 
Seriously? Yep. Yep. You oh, did we didn't that. see any of that. Whoa. Well, that was you were ten minutes ahead. We were we were ten minutes ahead of you. <laughs> you were ten minutes ahead. We sent you guys faster. off first, and then yeah. we tried to chase no, you no, down. No, no, no. We were just faster. You're right. Okay. And uh, yeah, so basically, I think cars were looking at us and hit each other, and then there was another car that was like passing unsafely, like because how come I didn't hear about this? This is a I'm telling you now. Wow, it's crazy. <laughs> this is I mean, this is the problem with having a big group of cyclists on the road yeah. at whatever 5 well, 30 or 6 o'clock or 6 30 whatever time we got going yeah. that's it's, why we tried to split it into three groups yeah you know it's the, good it's just yeah. country it's roads too getting up to road. the school regroup that's gosh, we don't get into like, the heavy traffic areas until like 6 30 6 45 7 o'clock honestly uh, the later it gets the better it was yeah. for the most part it's just yeah what was that dylan is this a local group ride? Just a local group. Yeah, ride. yeah. it's our team. We yes. we do a we do a Thursday night ride, which is roughly thirty miles, and we just basically mm-hmm. go out and just flex on each other. Yeah, it's, it's race pace. Yeah, I mean, what's the classic <laughs> Thursday Tuesday night worlds? What yeah. do people call? What's yeah, the, the worlds? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a Tuesday night worlds. Tuesday night worlds. Except right. it, we haven't had one since uh, before COVID, so I was yeah. just I was surprised that uh, group riding was back. Yeah, we, this is this past week was our fifth week of having that ride, yep. and yeah. uh, things awesome. have been a little bit more relaxed here, believe it or not. So we had over it's been forty growing. people. Yeah, yeah it was a big group. Yeah. more people keep showing up. I think everybody's itching to ride with their friends again. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's just kind of growing a little bit. Yeah, and I got to just see a whole bunch of people that I haven't seen since forever, like a year, right? I the mean, best part of that ride though was the uh, the YouTube guy sitting across the table from me here right now. His uh, ride title was pretty. Pretty spot on. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was. I said my right title. Vlogging. Was like, I thought it was I a vlogging. It, I thought it was a dialed flo- wait vlogging ride. <laughs> yeah, I brought my GoPro. Ride. Yep. You know. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so great. And then you know, rode this weekend. I did forty miles, just flat stuff. It was great. Nice. And the sun is so. Dylan, we're having like unseasonably warm weather right here. So you know, we've had pre-summer. What do you, what do, you do? You get on the bike, and I mean, I'm a triathlete, so. Uh, when the weather's not great, I just go do something else. Right. So, yeah. 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 Been biking weather's been, been pretty awesome here, too. 60s, 70s, not uh, a lot of rain. Nice. So can't complain. Solid. Lance, backpedal. Uh, I did race my bike this week. I did all these uh, vlogging rides with Vlog. everybody. <laughs> I now I'm going to call it the vlogging ride because you messed with good. my mind, Matt. Good, good, good. Um, I traveled to Central Oregon this week and did the Bone Crusher Mountain Bike XCO race. So the uh, first time uh, mountain bike race out in Madras, Oregon. Just um, it, it sounds dangerous. Bone Crusher is <laughs> the Bone Crusher. Well, it's it's not on national forest land. It's on private land, so they can build um, they can build so they can bury bodies. <laughs> yeah, well, there can be jumps and there can be gap jumps and there can be obstacles and anyway. They they kept most of that out of the race, but oh my gosh, it was, it was nice. It was nice. It was fantastic. It was fun. Um, I raced in the. They made a forty to fifty nine age group, which was which was weird. I'm fifty one, and um, they had all the forties and all the fifty year olds all in the same group. But they had us in like four waves because because of COVID protocols, we only had like fifteen people starting per wave. And uh, I went out there and ripped a couple laps and lost. <laughs> lost a court again, huh? I lost a court again. I ended up second place by just about 25 seconds. That's a bummer. So we, um, it's fantastic that me and Court have been battling at all these mountain bike races this year, and it's just fun. We kind of bring out the best, and we both push each other a little bit. But 
I started in a different wave than him, so I didn't actually get to race with him heads up. So, but anyway, it was good times. So well played, sir. Lots Congrats. of lots of people out there. Um, there was an elite field that uh, Langdon Farnsworth won, and um, uh, Carl Decker even made it out. And yeah, so it was there was a bunch of big names that came and raced it. It was a good time. Anybody who wasn't Biggest in name Lance Romance. Lance Romance was out there sucking dust. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get catted up that for that race or no? No. Uh-uh. The, uh uh. The they. I'm waiting on Obra to say if that if I have to race Cat One or not. So and right. and just sticking to they Cat haven't one WSBA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Soon so, enough. Soon enough. Yeah, it'll come. Cool, Dylan. Tell us about your week. Do you anything yeah, cool? You guys you? picked. You guys picked a good week to have me on because this past week was a killer training wise. Um, I didn't race, but uh, I don't know if you guys have seen my videos on block periodization. Oh yeah. Oh, there's questions coming. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> this was a uh, this was a block week, and for those who are unfamiliar, I did five days of intervals, which Ugh. is not typical for me. Um, so I'm I'm real sore right now. Pretty tired. You enjoying your and, Monday, uh, your rest day? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm enjoy- It's gonna be it's gonna be a recovery week, but uh, today and right, and I needed it. <laughs> well played, man. So, yeah, yep. it was a solid week. You, you did do a you did a gravel race. Yeah. Was it like two weekends, two weeks ago or something? That Tell was, us about that. That was last weekend. Yeah, that was last weekend. So um, my uh, my business partner uh, Andrew Dillman, who we just started in a coaching company, he also attended the race, and we were laughing about it. It's just a local southeast gravel race. I think it was seventy miles or something like that. Um, and we were, you know, we were tra- training together the week before, and we joked about how we're, you know, same height, same weight, same FTP, real similar riders. <laughs> and sure enough, um, we were not able to drop each other during the race. Came down to a sprint finish. Uh, he he jumped real early trying to get catch me off guard, and it did catch me a little bit off guard. He got a small gap on me, but I managed to reel it back in right before the finish. Get in his draft recover a little bit and then come around him right at the end oh. to take the win so well played <laughs> there is a video uh, showing this whole race on dylan's youtube channels that you should check out it was uh it was a fun little video to watch so nice um i don't really have much to share you guys i didn't race uh you guys already talked about all the other stuff but that we did this you're week. biking well right now yes, for the most is. part right I'm, all I'm right think- Yes, be, he is. You gotta be happy okay. with fitness levels. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, you're never happy with your fitness levels. I don't care. You're Are you biking indoors any at all, or just mostly? Just on the days that I have to give uh, my shoulder a little reprieve. Okay. I got hit by a car a few years back ago, Jordan or Dylan, and it just completely destroyed my shoulder. A couple surgeries later, I'm still, still battling that beast. Yeah. So it is what mm-hmm. it is. Yep. Um, you what? still rode me off your wheel like three times this week, where I'm on your wheel and I still couldn't come around you. So <laughs> whatever. Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> gotta keep start, keep training, trying to get stronger. Um, yeah. Let's uh, let's jump into our Patreon real okay. quick. We're gonna do our quick Patreon. We're gonna try and get through all this minutia quickly so we can get to Dylan. Um, I've taken out the winners. Yep. Oh, really? <laughs> we're yeah. starting to do like we were just the same people were winning over and over again. So we wanted to have something different. So whoever wins this week can uh, pull something out of the uh, the box that we've got of stuff that's been donated <laughs> or given yeah. to us and. 
Alan Walls. Alan Walls. Wait, didn't we just meet him this weekend? No. Oh. No, that was another guy. <laughs> okay. <sorry. laughs> nice try, though. We were, we, were, we were helping out at a duathlon, and there were several oh. people who came up to us and said, hey, um, I really love listening to you guys on the podcast. Which yeah. was really I cool. was wondering if you guys did that. I kind of was hitting up Jake. I was like, hey, they need your help if you want to do this thing. And yeah, we went down I didn't there. know if yeah. you were going to. Yeah, went out there and did all the bike mechanic work for him. For and the then duathlon. Went out for the, the duathlon. Classic and duathlon. Took a crap ton of pic- pictures as well. Oh, good. So that was fun. Wow. So, Alan, for you, uh, give us a shout. Contact us. Yep. I'm not quite sure where you're located, but you can. Uh, what's that? What, is Alan, what did Alan win? He can pull anything he wants. There's a that, whole. That there's a whole box full the of goodies. Bike. What? I choose the bike back there. <laughs> Alan, go for like this. <laughs> this bike right here. There you go. No, yeah. that is not on. It's not on the list. Okay. It's on the list. <laughs> for those interested in becoming a patron, you can go to dialpodcast.com, click on the Patreon link, and then go and choose a patron that works best for you. Thank you for listening and thank you for the support. We really greatly appreciate it. Yes. All right, a um, little lead-out news. Champ here. Champ Bailey. I'm all about having fun. You know, get a couple of cocktails in me, start a fire in someone's kitchen, maybe go to SeaWorld, take my pants off. I'm going to take my pants off. Okay. Pants back Champ on. here. Yep. So <laughs> Champ, the Champ Bailey thing was like weird reference that we thought Champ Bailey was the guy from Anchorman. This is for L- Lance just, thought it, and we just ran And then we it. thought that that was the sports announcer from Anchorman. Yeah, it was Champ But I screwed it up. Yeah, but then we just rolled with it. We just now we, we just call it Champ Bailey, no, just, even and though. Then, and now it. there's Patreons that are the we don't know who they are, but they call themselves the real Champ Bailey and Champ <laughs> Bailey, and like we still don't know who they are. Right? Nope, it's, it's still a mystery. It's, it's, nice. become, we, it's still a mystery. It's become a meme. They haven't. Anyway, there was some racing that happened this week um, in the world, which was kind of interesting. The biggest race, the Amstel Gold race. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah. What a boring race to watch at the finish, right? <laughs> Did you guys just watch so, that at the finish and just? <laughs> so with just like I don't know, like three k to go, uh, Wout Van Aert and Tom Pidcock and Max Schumann. Schumann? Did I say that wrong? Whatever. I'm not good with names, especially if they're Dutch. <laughs> Wait, he's German. Is he German? Anyway, so they break away and um, it ends up just being the three of them. Wout. Uh, Drives for the line. Pidcock comes around him, and it is a photo finish that there is still some debate about. But Wout Van Aert won this even the monument. Pi- even the picture. You look at the picture, and you're like, I Wait, don't know. I, I can't know. tell. It's literally like, like a like, pixel. <laughs> <laughs> like whoever inflated like, their tires more. Right. If Pidcock had worn, you know, if he'd been racing 26s instead of 25s, he would have won the race. I mean, it was. It was really close, but they gave the race to Wout, so that was kind of exciting. So, way to go. Um, on the women's side, Mariana Voss won, so it was a Jumbo Visma cool. sweep for the weekend. Wow. So, uh, no big giant surprise there. Um, and then there was a mountain bike race in Fayetteville, Arkansas, the second weekend of uh, XCO in the U.S. Pro Cup uh, mountain bike racing. And um, this time, uh, Keegan Swenson pulled off the win oh, wow. for the men. He was barely out sprinted by Christopher Blevins last weekend, but then Blevins went to Europe. I don't know. He didn't race this weekend, and so Keegan Swenson kind of ran away with it. Local uh, Philippe Nystrom was out there, wasn't he? He did. Uh, Philippe Nystrom went out there. Um, he took a couple of third places, but I'm not sure which race it which was. Category what in? category it was. Elites is where I saw something. I don't know. Yeah, it might be elites and not the 
I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, he, he took third in the short track and third in the XCO Good race. Good on him. And Paige, Paige Edwards, yep. Paige Edwards, also our, our teammate, went out there and raced. I think she took 12th on wow. Sunday. Wow. That's a good performance for her, right? Yep. Yes. She did Congrats. not do well Congrats, the weekend Paige. before, and then she okay. did great yeah. this weekend. On that note, real quick, um, <laughs> Dylan, where where do you reside? Where do you call home? I'm in Brevard, North Carolina. Okay, there's it's a little like university part oh, of the yeah, state. That's right. L- little university there, correct? Uh, Brevard College, yeah. That's yep. where I went to school. Awesome. Ah, okay. One of our uh, one of our oh, teammates. Yeah. One of our well, she's not a junior anymore. She's racing women's U23 elites. She's. 19 or she's 18? 18. She's 18. She's 18. Yeah, she's still in high school. She's, she's going to graduate. Yeah. She's committed to Brevard and she's going to yes. go there and she's going to race on the mountain bike team. Paige, right? Paige, Paige. Edwards? Yeah. yeah. Do you know Paige? I met her. Oh, oh okay. Small I don't world. know. I don't know her, but uh, when she was visiting as a recruit, I I met her real quick. Nice. Yeah, she's so. a good kid. She was just yeah. on our podcast yeah, nice. like two weeks ago or something. <laughs> so. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. Awesome. And she still has one of my jerseys, by the way. Oh, she does? Stole yeah. that. <laughs> she, she stole a jersey from me. She hasn't given it back. <laughs> Paige, bring my jersey back. I need it. <laughs> That's cool. Right on. Anything else? No. Champ Bailey out. Cool. Let's jump into uh, all things Dylan. Dylan, yeah. welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to let the uh, the guys kind of just run around the table and hit you with some questions, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. There's probably going to be some people who are going to chime in on the live stream as well with some questions, and we'll uh, try and get to those as well. Um, Lance, I'm going to go ahead and start with you. Um, f- first off, uh, my my claim to fame is that I actually raced Dylan once, yeah. kind of. <laughs> I was at Race uh, Jason. <laughs> I, ra- I raced uh, uh, the Belgian Waffle Ride Cedar City last year. And so, except yeah. I, I did the kitty race. I didn't do the long one. I know Dylan's all about the uh, the ultra distance ultra stuff, and uh, I am I am not. But uh, I ended up taking third place at um, in the shorter version at Belgian Waffle Ride last year. So I was super thrilled with that. And I think Dylan took fourth, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's correct. Fourth. Yeah, just yeah. behind some hitters, Keegan Swenson and Peter Stetna, and I don't remember who's third. But anyway. Yeah, Alexi Vermeulen third. What yeah. was your um, yeah? What was your kind of uh, take on that? Because it was still kind of in the middle of where well, should we be racing or not, and they caught a lot of flack for pulling that race off. Um, I don't know. What was your thoughts? Yeah, I just assumed that it wasn't going to happen because the Asheville race and the San Diego race got canceled. Yeah. Um, I guess they hadn't officially canceled Cedar City, but I just assumed it wasn't happening. And then um, I think that Neil Shirley from Envy sent me an email and he was like, hey, you're going to be at uh, Belgian Waffle Ride? And I was like, oh, is it happening? And he's like, yeah, it's happening. I was like, yeah, well, I (laughs) I guess I'll come then. (laughs) And uh, I didn't fly out there. I drove out there, which was a long drive. I think it was like 30 hours or something. Oh, but I just wanted to get in some racing, you know, because yeah. it had been a pretty lackluster season for everybody because yeah. there was hardly, hardly any racing to do. So I was just excited to be racing. Um, and I mean, you know, I I think if anything, it showed us that uh, we we can still hold races right now. We don't necessarily have to, you know, put everything off until until we, you know, COVID is done for. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I agree. I I thought it was pulled off pretty well, and the the way they did things actually turned out well. You know, a lot of people. I got some flack from people for attending the race. You know, for. Mm -hmm. But um, from what I understand, there wasn't a single case that was traced back to that event. So, whatever their protocols were yeah. or whatnot, were okay. So. So you know, I, I don't know if you guys know who Vegan Cyclist is. Of course, yeah. yeah. So he got in. He got a lot of heat for attending a race, but it was real early. I want to say it was like, I don't know, June or something. Um, he went to a race in Florida, and he lives in California, or maybe it was Georgia. I can't remember. But he had to travel for a race real early into COVID, um, and he got a lot of heat for that on social media. And uh, when racing came back around, uh, I was a little bit hesitant about posting about it on social media because I didn't, you know, I didn't know how people right. were going to feel. Um, before the Belgian Waffle Ride race, I did the Shenandoah 100, which is a 100-mile mountain bike race in Virginia. And I was, and I won that race, so I wanted to make a video about it because it was, you know, there was also some some cool tactics to talk about in that race as well and and my nutrition strategy and my bike setup and it, it would have made for a cool video but i was i was hesitant i ended up putting out the video and i didn't i didn't get a single comment about covid <laughs> and how we shouldn't be out there um which then i was like all right i guess i guess it's on let's go to bwr let's make a video about yeah. it let's talk about it it's fine nice I guess maybe uh, maybe Tyler Pierce is just pushing some people's buttons the wrong way. We love him, by the way. We think he's great, yeah. but yeah, yeah, nice. Um, quick question for you. I really want to know about like the genesis of your YouTube channel. Like, how did that all come about? Obviously, you've got a wealth of information and knowledge to bring to the table. What what started that whole thing? Tell us about the whole genesis of your your channel. Yeah, I uh, I worked for CTS Carmichael Training Systems and. You know, I guess the benefits of working at CTS as opposed to going off on your own is that they're supposed to provide you with clients, um, I guess, in theory, but they weren't really providing me with a lot of clients. Uh, like I was really barely scraping by on what I was getting from CTS. So I kind of wanted a way to advertise my coaching. And I think I started an Instagram page that didn't really take off and um, I mean, I've been a fan of YouTube for a while, so, and, you know, watching YouTube videos and, and I kind of decided to give it a go, but before I even gave it a go, I, I did a lot of research into how to properly make YouTube videos. Like it was probably a month of research before I even put out my first video. Um, and when I put out that first video, even though I go back and watch my old videos and I kind of cringe a little bit at how, <laughs> Like, you know, I don't know, the, the quality is terrible and, and uh, the script isn't great and I don't, the editing's not great, but I was, I was ready. Like, I think in that, even in the first video, I was like telling people to subscribe and like the video and <laughs> all that stuff that YouTubers do, right? Um, but from, from the very first video, it wasn't vlog style, it was, it was training videos. I think my first video was about weightlifting, so... Um, from day one, I was making sort of training content and just hoping that if people watch the videos and like the videos that they would contact me for coaching, um, which 
you know, turned out to be the case. I, within a couple months, I'd kind of gotten a full athlete load, um, which I was pleased with. Well done. Yeah. yeah. That's a, uh, that sounds like a pretty common story. I mean, it just, you just got to start. And when you, you go back, start. it's going to be a little cringeworthy. I mean, yeah. we've all got those videos <laughs> out <Yep>. there, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. just with time and consistency, and if you're going to refine and hone in on your craft, it's going to get better and, and good things are going to happen. How, how long was it before your, your channel really just started to blow up when the, the subscribers really started to mount up? Yeah. So two months into making videos, I made the Zwift video. Mm -hmm. Um, and just talking about um, bad Zwift training plans, like they have these training plans and these workouts that you can choose from, and a lot of them are not very good. And I just uh -huh. made a video talking about that. And I figured it'd be a popular video just because of how popular Zwift is, but uh, I didn't expect it to, you know, completely blow up. Like I, I went from having, I think I had 200 subscribers at the time, and I was getting 100 to 200 views per video. And then that video, I think, was, went to 40,000 views after a week. Um, <laughs> so it was like, it was it was quite a bit more than I was used to. And then with the views came subscribers. Um, and I, I would say that that was probably the catalyst for the channel. Um, that's not the most popular video I've had. I've, I've had other videos that have done better than that at this point, but um that was like the first big one that was a tipping point yeah. right there yeah cool yeah. what what's your athletic background so did did you went to brevard so did mm -hmm. you race like mountain bikes in college or is that kind yeah. of where that came from yeah yeah i uh i've been racing mountain bikes since i was 13 and uh in college collegiate mountain bike racing is is all shorter cross-country stuff which i i don't do any of that now but uh yeah i raced mountain bikes in college um and uh honestly mountain biking is the primary reason why i chose brevard it, it was less about getting an education and more about moving to a place that had sick mountain biking and and yeah. you know fast riders to dream with. yep smart choice, smart choice. <laughs> <laughs> right nice Matt, go ahead. Um, okay, so I think you've covered most of this stuff, but uh, your main business is coaching. You also mm -hmm. have a YouTube channel. Uh, you're you have you're a sponsored athlete as well. I just want to make sure that like the people that are you know listening or watching get some background on your on who you are. Um, mm -hmm. So, do you want to go through some of the sponsors that you currently have? Sure. Yeah. Um, I uh, like probably the main title sponsors, um, Flow Formulas, uh, Drink Mix, Starlight Apparel, um, makes my kits, uh, Bike Kinetic, which is just a local a local bike shop, not even local to Brevard. It's a bike shop that I worked at oh, cool. when I was uh, in college back at home in the D.C. area, um, which is super cool to have them on, on the jersey and, and be representing them because... Uh, I'm pretty close with the the owner of that shop and a lot of the people on that on that bike kinetic team. Um, bike sponsor Niner Bikes, which I've been with for the past four years. Um, been on NV Wheels for the past two years. Um, let's see, just picked up uh, cask helmets, um, uh, Ridge Supply socks, hand up gloves, uh, Wahoo, 
Um, let's see, bike togs. Oh, I'm probably forgetting. That's okay. Someone. That's awesome. <laughs> you it's put just me good. on I, the spot. No, no, no. That's okay. <laughs> I, I figured it's just good to have like the, you know, some background mm -hmm. there, and it's just a chance for yeah. people to hear like what you're writing. I think a lot of times, especially the people that I chat with, are really interested in like what gears people are using and things like that. And I just, yeah, yeah. I also think it's important for athletes to have the chance to talk about their sponsors, just because, mm -hmm. um, you know, they they are sometimes flipping the bill for a lot of stuff, and it's just a really nice opportunity to mention the support that they give. Um, so, you know, kind of to piggyback on that, like you're, you've had sponsors probably that are interested in some of the YouTube stuff that you're doing as well. Would you say mm -hmm. that um, most of the interest has been from, you know, big athletic performances or have more people been interested from the videos that you're producing? It's the videos, oh, really? I think. Okay. And that's, that's where, that, that's where sponsoring elite level cyclist is going um yeah. like unless you're racing uh you know cross-country world cup or world tour road if you're kind of like um you know a domestic level cyclist it, at least if you're kind of trying to do the privateer thing they're looking at your social media pre uh right. presence a lot more than they're looking at your yep. results so yeah, yeah and, and it doesn't have to be youtube it could be instagram or, yes. or whatever but they care a lot more about social media presence at this point in time. Yeah, I talked to a gentleman and he was like, I was like, oh, you know, I have some friends that do this and that. And then they were like, well, we looked at their Instagram and we're going to pass. And I'm like, oh, that's just a weird, <laughs> like, you know, like you're not. That you, was one of them. You care about their performance yeah. or whatever. No, no, no. But, mm -hmm. uh, but you have some big performances, which is kind of nice. Like you have like the double whammy, which is, you know, best of both worlds. Do you want to talk about like one of what you would consider kind of like best you know, athletic performance. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, you guys are setting me up to brag about myself. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll knock you down. Don't worry, we'll yeah. talk about ourselves please do, too. <laughs> please do. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you about your accomplishments next. So. Uh oh. I got a list. Just wait. Maybe, maybe if you want to brag about yourself, you can put your hat on and uh, flip it around. Yeah, there's, there you go. Oh yeah. Let right. the alter ego take over. <laughs> Who shows up at the races? Right, right. <laughs> um, so uh, the National Ultra Endurance Series is like a national series for 100-mile mountain bike racing, and I've won that series three times. Wow. Um, That's awesome, dude. So, That's so yeah, cool. thanks. Um, other big results would probably be that fourth place at BWR. Mm -hmm. I've gotten a top 10 at uh, Dirty Kanza. Um, Wow. You know, I've, I've been getting more and more into gravel racing. Um, and uh, I don't know, this year, I'm kind of all the races on the calendar, all the big races on the calendar are actually gravel races and not, not even mountain bike races. Um, which if you'd told me that, I don't know, three years ago, I wouldn't have believed you, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what races are you kind of gearing towards this year? Yeah. Um, the first big one on the calendar will be Gravel Locos in Texas. Uh, there'll be some big names there, but then two weeks after that is Unbound, uh, formerly known as Dirty Kansas, um, and that's like that's like the Triple A race. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in for that one. And nice. then there's there's some big gravel races after that. Um, Steamboat. Yeah. Uh, the BWR races, Big Sugar, um, yeah, stuff like that. So you do have a fair amount of races on your calendar scheduled or at least earmarked. Mm -hmm. 
Do you have like a yeah. rough number or is it still being worked out? Number of races? Um, probably by the end of the season, it'll be, I don't know, between 20 and 30. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. It's not as much as Lance, but I mean, <laughs> well, but I'm an idiot. <laughs> We've already established well, that. During cyclocross, he was racing, what, like three times a week? <laughs> it was four times Four a times week. a week. Yeah. It when was every Tuesday, racing? every Wednesday, every Saturday, every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, that was smart. Yeah. No, I blew up. I made it about five weeks and then just detonated. <laughs> yeah. And then I was no good for two weeks and then it all came back. But Maybe yeah. you need a coach. Maybe you need a coach. <laughs> what? Yeah. I should follow some kind of plan. So... You you can definitely do that with cyclocross racing. Just, just there's races all over the place at you know all times of the week, and you can you can get in a yeah. little bit over your yeah. head. Yeah, exactly yeah. what happened to me. <laughs> so you've maxed out your own, you know, like as far as like your coached athletes, your allotment. You probably maxed that out or surpassed it. I'm guessing. You, but you're starting another like a coaching group, like uh, an organization. Do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah, it's uh, I'm starting it with uh, Andrew Dillman who's a you know, pro cyclocross racer. Uh, it's called Ignition Coach Co. Um, we currently have two coaches working for us, and we didn't, we, we didn't actually make a huge social media announcement about it yet because we only have two first. coaches, and, and we, didn't want, <laughs> we didn't want to get flooded with athletes yeah. if we didn't have the coaches. Um, like, for example, last year around this time, I left CTS, and I started my own coaching company, Dylan Johnson training, which is just me. And when I announced it on social media, I mean, I like I, within a month I had, I had enough athletes. So I, I didn't want the same, I didn't want to be flooded with, with athletes and then have to tell them, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't have a coach for you, even though I literally just started this thing. So right. kind of a soft, a soft we'll keep, launch. We'll keep it a secret. We'll. we'll keep it a secret. <laughs> There's at least 12 people watching this. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Lance, what you got? Um, so going to your training plans, I'm, I'm interested to know what kind of, um, like what A races you have set for yourself because that's kind of, I'm, I'm going to say too much here, but one of my issues every year is I have a hard time picking an A race. I'd like, oh, there's a race on the calendar. I'm doing it because, I'm, <laughs> you know, I just do whatever race there is. You, you've met backwards hat Dylan. This is like his this twin. Is, this is, yeah, <laughs> but it, but it's not smart at all. I mean, backwards hat Dylan isn't really that smart either. But <laughs> but like, but, there was some. Okay, so I don't know who runs the Insta backwards hat Instagram account, but there, the latest one was like, oh, I got an email for someone took my you know KOM. I'm it's going like, right now. I'm going right now. <laughs> okay, this morning I went out and took a KOM. <laughs> From a teammate, yeah, just like yeah. just yeah. to kind of rub it in his face. Yeah, that's my problem. That's um, a backwards hat move for sure. <laughs> that is yeah. a backwards hat move for <laughs> yeah. sure. So, yeah. I, you know, my issue is I have a hard time picking an A race. I just want them all to be B races and just do like above average at all these races, which is, which is dumb. I just can't, mm -hmm. I can't like focus on it. I've I had this whole career beforehand, and it wasn't really all that athletic, and so now I just want to do all the races and. And I can't like focus on one thing. How do you decide mm -hmm. which race you want to focus on, and then periodization from that? I mean, I think it you know it varies from person to person. I mean, you gotta you gotta think about what kind of racing do you like to do, um, and then 
the training training for different racing is different so do you enjoy the training for that specific race like if you're training for cyclocross you're going to do a lot of you know punchy efforts and and high intensity and the volume's not going to be crazy high and if you enjoy that you know go for that and if you enjoy cyclocross racing go for that if you you know if you're more of like the all-day type racer like me you know training for unbound or some of these other long mountain bike or gravel races and you enjoy spending long days training and enjoy enjoy suffering yeah. all day on the bike when you're actually racing you know i would go for that um it's hard it's hard to do both right it's hard to it's hard to say oh okay here's a cross-country mountain bike race this weekend and then you know next weekend i'm gonna go do um i don't know like a, a century road race or something oh well that sounds exactly like what i've just been doing which is <laughs> right tough. right right well then i think a lot, that's i think a lot of people struggle with that you know they, it's like a fear of missing out right yeah they, yes. need, to, they yep. need to hit every race on their in their local area so what I've done, I, you know, we've had a bunch of local gravel races. Um, I, I did the Shasta Gravel Hugger, and we just had the Oregon, um, the Gorge Gravel Grinder here in the Northwest, which are both great races. Actually, Peter Stetna came out and did them both. But um, I'm, I'm, racing, I'm racing mountain bikes every weekend for an hour, and then I show up at these gravel races, and I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'll just do the short version. I just do the kitty version because I think mm -hmm. I'm being smarter because I'm only racing for three and a half hours instead of six hours. And am I just still just shooting myself in the foot every weekend? Well, well, what's your race calendar look like? It's just, if there's a race on the calendar, I'm there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's He's not kidding nice. either. Yeah, there's like nice. weeknight road racing. There's weeknight short track races. I bet there's... you in 2019, you probably raced like... Like hundred times? No, hundred, it was like hundred. like seventy five days. I raced that's like seventy days. Yeah, it was a lot. That's a lot. I mean, that's like uh, it's like the amount of racing days of a world tour pro roadie, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of them were you know you know forty five minute races or hour long races. A lot of these second right. cross races. So. Yeah. Interesting. I got a question for you regarding the fact that you really jump into like the science behind everything. There's mm -hmm. always like, you know, like science behind what yes. you're bringing to everybody. That's Tell why I love his channel. Yeah. Yes. And you know, I, I have a, a degree in kinesiology. I have a lot of experience mm -hmm. with, you know, movement exercise sciences and kinesiology and exercise sciences. So I really appreciate that. And that really speaks volumes to me. Tell me about your background and how you came to be, you know, so proficient at, you know, conveying all this information to the world and utilizing this in your, your coaching programs. Yeah. My, degree from Brevard College is in exercise science, um, minored in physics and psychology too, which I guess can be somewhat helpful for coaching. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, from, from an early age, I've been interested in, in science. And, um, I think once I got to college, I got a lot more used to researching things, uh, in journals. So, and then there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of YouTube channels too that I watch that are not even cycling related. Um, like they might be nutrition related or, or weightlifting related where they take a science-based approach. And the, those were always the channels that attracted me. And, and kind of my idea was that if I make a YouTube channel, I'm going to be the cycling version of that. Um, like specifically what I'm thinking about, I don't know if any of you guys watch these channels, but like nutrientfact.org, 
um, is kind of like a nutrition related channel like that, where he's just citing study, study after study. Like the whole video is just study, 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 um, which, you know, um, some people enjoy, some people don't. I get plenty of comments on my videos like, can, can you please stop citing studies? <laughs> um, but uh, that, that's kind of what I wanted my, and I didn't see that niche filled in the cycling YouTube space. Like there, there, there are coaches, cycling coaches on YouTube and they're, you know, there's GCN and they talk about training sometimes and there, you know, there's other smaller channels that talk about training, but I didn't see somebody taking the science-based approach to it, yeah. which is kind of the approach that I take with my coaching. Um, so it was, it was pretty natural to go in that direction. Well, I think people appreciate it. And I also think that like there's real value in not dumbing down the content. I think, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of us do that, you know, where we're trying to speak to the lowest denominator and it, you, you do, I feel like you don't need to do that always. I think people really appreciate like, Hey, there's, there's science here. Let's dive into mm -hmm. it. Uh, and if it gets overwhelming, then, you know, it gets overwhelming. You can slow it down and play your videos at 75% <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> But no, I mean, I think it's a really good tactic to it's take. It's a great compass to use. Yep. I, I definitely think so. And yeah. I do appreciate that. What else you got, Matt? Um, so future plans for, you know, let, we kind of can run through it, right? Like we did talk about a little bit about future racing plans. We kind of talked about kind of this season. Um, what are you looking for like long-term? We'll start with cycling. As far as, like, as, far racing, as racing goes? Like um, do you hope to... I don't know, like race internationally, like what's the, what's the thought process do you, or do you have long-term goals? I mean, yeah, you don't have I, to speak to them. If you, sometimes <laughs> I actually have a hard time talking about like, well, there's things that I want to do, but I don't really want to talk about them. Cause it's kind of, I don't know. So feel free right. to pull that card. Yeah, no, I know. I know what you mean. If you like, you have like these lofty goals in your yep. head and you feel like if you tell people about them, they're it's a little, yeah. Gonna, you know, I mean, I think, I think that at this point, um, I'm, I'm very focused on gravel racing. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I, I want to do well in the big gravel races in the country. Right. I don't know, uh, racing internationally that, that kind of was a goal of mine. I mean, I, you know, I still wouldn't mind doing that. Like um, winning dirty Kansas would be like the biggest in my, I don't know, maybe that's something mm -hmm. that's in, and does yeah. that seem like the biggest gravel race? Yes. Yeah, winning the biggest race. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's the reason why you know I said that that's like my triple A race this year. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Putting all my eggs in that basket. Yeah. Um, okay, and, so uh, so cy that's cycling, right? So I was going to mm -hmm. ask you, like, going forward, what about coaching? You've got you know a bigger group potentially for you to grow that mm -hmm. business. Is that something that you want to do also in the next five years? Continue yeah. coaching. I think with, uh, I'm probably going to keep my, my, the athletes that I'm coaching yep. pretty small, like four or five. Um, but as far as ignition goes, I, I would love to grow it to, you know, maybe we have 10 coaches, maybe you have 20, maybe you have 30. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to see that grow and I don't know, maybe yeah. someday it'll be the next CTS or something like that. Absolutely. You yeah. yeah. You can do it and you can do it in a different way. I think that'd be mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, then lastly, the YouTube channel. I mean, my experience is that YouTube tends to be like an exponential growth. Um, where do you see that channel going? Yeah, so, I mean, with YouTube, I, I'm just going to 
I'm just gonna see what happens. I, I want it to get as big as possible, obviously. Every yeah. YouTuber wants their channel to be as big as possible. Um, and, you know, I like I, I chase views, I chase subscribers. There are certain topics that I would like to talk about that I know that it would get like no views because yeah. no one's interested in it. And... Like, like what? <laughs> Give us an example. Let me think. Um, Sometimes when I sometimes when I get like really nerdy about some of these nutrition videos, like I'm I start talking about like antioxidants or something. I had a video about antioxidants that I thought was so interesting. It's like one of the topics that I think is the most interesting, and yeah. got like um like it was one of my worst performing videos or something <laughs> like that. Um, and I've learned I've learned which videos are gonna do well and and which aren't. You know, I think Matt, you probably learned that too. I think that I think that I know like I did a video giving away so the Garmin just released the rally pedals and mm -hmm. I'm like okay I'm gonna make this video I'm gonna give these pedals away to someone this video will explode it's like a brand new product from Garmin mm -hmm. which is like not a small company and that video just was like oh it's mediocre like totally and in my mind it kind of tanked and then I like the next there was like another video that was like this was like a product update from polar and it blew up and I'm like I don't think I'll ever. What's going on here? I don't think I'll ever fully understand the YouTube algorithm. I do think that, like, you're right. Like, there are videos that I I can make that I know will be not good. Like, I want to make a video about triathletes running trails because I want to do the whole cinematography of yeah. running on trails. Like, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. very excited about this video. That will tank. It will be, you know, <laughs> it'll get like a hundred views right. or something like that. But I so want to make the video that I'm just going to do it anyway. I just got to find time to do it. So here's what I love. I love Dylan. Dylan made a video talking about the problem about uh, trainer Rhodes workouts. Yeah, that and, was a good one. And that that they don't really have block periodization in their workouts. That there's too much intensity. Within like two weeks, <laughs> trainer Road released this this update that's coming on that includes some <laughs> periodization in it. I think that's coincidental. I don't think that they are reacting. What do you to think, Dylan? <laughs> I don't know. You're thinking yes. <laughs> I, no, yeah. Like, no, it's because yes, of me. It's, 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 it's the all Dylan me. factor. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they they know definitely after that video. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if I should have expected that they would or not, but um, they did. So they released adaptive training, which is yeah. like an AI. Yes. And along with adaptive training, I think ad them releasing adaptive training was definitely coincidental because they yeah. were they They've had been working on that for like a year or something. Yeah. yeah. The thing that they added on to adaptive training was uh, polarized plans, which is what I talked about a lot in that video. Right. Um, I was talking about how, you know, the science is suggesting that polarized or pyramidal training is best and trainer road claim they follow the science, but they, they don't offer any polarized or pyramidal plans. In fact, they basically do the exact opposite. Yeah. So, they come out with adaptive training, which I don't think had anything to do with me, but what might have had a little bit to do with me, maybe, <laughs> I don't know, um, <laughs> is they also announced that they were going to offer uh, polarized plans. Yeah, they, um, they, there's like two or three plans they released that you can just pick those plans that are that are mm -hmm. polarized, if I recall. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I that one I thought that one was gonna be 
more controversial. Like I thought the like to dislike ratio was going to be Oh yeah. I thought there were going to be a lot more dislikes than there were. I think it was like a 97% like to dislike ratio, which is That's pretty uh, good You know, I mean that's topic. Yeah. Yeah. People and, are like hardcore trainer road fans. Yeah, but in the same breath there was a lot of people like I told you so. I told you that this yes. was too much. Or, I told you that this. There's a lot of people that yeah. are tired of trainer road, you know, sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like that, a big population. That's the thing. I I've been doing trainer road for like a year and a half, but I do a very modified um, mm -hmm. plan of it, and maybe maybe that's what a lot of people do because a I don't want to do every friggin' workout on the trainer in my basement. I'm not gonna do that, and so I want to do a lot of these workouts outside, and it's just not quite the same outside. You still get you yeah. can get the intervals in there, but. But literally, if I have a week where I have five trainer road workouts, I might only do two because I want to ride my bike outside and I yeah. want to ride with my friends and I want to I want to miss the vlogging. I ride. don't want to miss the vlogging. <laughs> ride. So basically, you're just <laughs> buying a couple of uh, sweet spot workouts. I'm for the buying week. some sweet spot workouts and some VO2 week. max interval workouts. That's basically what. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, Dylan, so you said back in high school you ran cross country. Oh, I didn't know. Th mm. I didn't miss that part. Did you happen <laughs> to uh, partake in any other of the traditional sports, if you will? Uh, that was it. I just ran cross country. I didn't even run track. Um, yeah, I, cross country was is in the fall, and I was I was even racing bikes back then. So I would run cross country in the fall, and then kind of you know as bike races popped up in the spring and the summer, I was I was doing that. Okay. One and of the things that, was that it. yeah, one of the things that we kind of harp on a lot is that um, you know the best cyclists in the world aren't even riding bikes yeah. right now. I mean, the best athletes just aren't out there riding bikes. How? What is your take on like the the I guess you could say the position of juniors racing across the the country and in the world? I mean, where do you think we're at there? Do you think it's a, a sport that's growing? And how do you think we can continue to get more kids to come into cycling as opposed to say you know football, basketball, baseball, and soccer? Mm. Well, you're absolutely right that the best cyclists are not even riding bikes. And the way, you know, just look at um, uh, like how America performs at the Olympics in like every single sport except for cycling. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. America does, America gets stomped by Europeans um, in cycling. And it's just because it's more popular over there. And if you go to those super, you know those uh you know like belgium or or whatever where cycling is so popular they have so many cycling superstars from such a small country mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and it's just because so many so many more kids are doing it and uh i don't know if if uh if we treated cycling like we treat football um you know who kn who knows how fast the fastest in the world would be Right. Do, do you think we have the capacity to do that? Do you think we have the, the ability to turn more kids onto this and bring more stardom, I guess, to the sport? I mean, because it's something these yeah. kids can do for the rest of their life. If the if you're playing football or baseball, you're going to be broken by the time you're 40. Yeah. You're seriously, just in the weeds, broken. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it'll ever get to the point where it's as big as football, but I mean, I think we can we can make it bigger for sure. And I, and I think these these high school programs, I mean, if we take when I was in high school, which wasn't that long ago, um, I I, I went to high school in Virginia, and they they had just started a Virginia uh, high school mountain bike league, mm -hmm. 
and now it's it's way bigger than when I was in high school, and there's a bunch of other states that have high school leagues. Um, so at the high school level, I think it's growing, That's which is good. a good sign. But it's predominantly mountain bike. Um, I, I yeah, think it is pre- predominantly mountain Nike. bike. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's tough yeah. to to convince parents to let their kids go ride on on the road, and I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges that we have, just the safety thing. I mean, cars, Americans cars on their yeah. car in their car or on their phone, they just like to run people over. I mean, <laughs> walking proof of that. Yeah. But um, you know, I just I'd love to see more kids come into the sport because I think we've got the best athletes or some of them, and we want the mm-hmm. sport to you know push forward into the future and continue to grow. I'm just, I don't yeah, know. and it it is a sport that you can do for you know your entire life. I mean, it's not like football where you're you know you can be good in high school and maybe you make it to the college level and um, I don't know if you're really good you make it to the NFL. But for most kids, uh, college is like that's it. Yep, you know? you're done. Like gymnastics. My wife is a gymnast, and it's like you could be fantastic in college, but you're done after. You're done. I mean, yeah. you're pretty old at that point too for gymnastics. It's like you know, 16, 18, you're getting old. Yep. So <laughs> that's, that's why I ride bikes now. Riding bikes. Because I broke right. everything back in high, high school and college. During days? During my gymnast <laughs> days. No, I was, I well, was a there, athlete. That, that track athlete that just, I beat yeah. myself up. There, yeah, cool. there are pro, pro cyclists who are, are like getting up to their 40s, you know, late 30s. Yeah. Yes. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's not only a sport that you can do your whole life. You can you can do it well for a long time. Yeah, gotcha. Go ahead, Lance. Okay, so in your um, in your optimal diet video, you kind mm-hmm. of uh, you hinted at the fact that you are plant based. Are you? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> are you plant based? Yeah, I'm a I'm a full on vegan. I don't you know I don't eat. I I guess I I guess I eat honey. Uh, okay, so I'm not, so not, not completely. <laughs> Are you a vegan as well? I have been. I've been vegan for the last uh, couple years. It's been a year and a half or so year since I've been vegan. That, yeah. yeah, after nice. like Molly Cameron and uh, and the vegan cyclist and watching what these guys were doing, mm-hmm. I kind of switched to thinking, I'm, let me try this for a couple months. It's been good for you. And see how this goes. And it's been a year and a half, and I like yeah. feel better than I well, it was fun about been. It about you was the fact that you didn't tell anybody and like no. you know, like six or eight <laughs> weeks goes by and lance sheds all this weight and all of a sudden his fitness is increasing and he's always like fresh and chipper i'm like dude what are you doing different he finally came out to me on a ride i think it was like on thanksgiving came out i came out of the Here's vegan closet are you really a vegan if you don't tell anyone about it yeah i guess no. not no that's why i kept it to myself <laughs> So that's that's the that's the internet meme, right? right? How yeah. do you know someone's a vegan? Because um, they'll tell you about it immediately. <laughs> they right? just told you exactly. <laughs> um, I guess like what I usually say to that is, you know, why you've never met a vegan who hasn't told you that they're a vegan? It's because they didn't tell you, so you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I like for for myself, um, like it's not something that I talk about in my videos a lot, and. I, I don't think most people know that I'm a vegan and I don't I don't really talk about it that much and I certainly don't tell people that I just met that I'm a vegan. You should start <laughs> people respect that. <laughs> yeah, I quit I quit kind of I I quit pushing it because it just I guess I just didn't want to be that guy that, you know, was always you can still, still make it happen. <laughs> I'm I'm going to interrupt here for a second. Hey Dylan, big fan. Hey. By the way, <laughs> 
uh, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> is this the Dial Podcast? Yeah. Okay, hey, good. welcome. Evan's on the podcast with us and has been since uh, day one. Um, yeah. Evan himself is actually a pretty accomplished athlete. He's a uh, professional triathlete. So Not even close to Dylan's level, but yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I putter around at the back of, a, of the pro field in triathlons, but. <laughs> so it turns out that Dylan decided on this podcast that he's going to switch to triathlon because he has a cross country background. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why haven't you? Yeah, this yeah. is breaking news right here. Oh, if you even have a, a somewhat cycling background, you can dominate a bike leg in any field. Yeah. So, uh, so well, here's the problem: is that I'm going to drown during the swim leg. So, <laughs> Don't worry about I'm not oh, I do make too. It yeah, the bike no. leg. <laughs> it's it's, it's the a, shortest leg by far. <laughs> awesome. Evan, since you're late to the party, did you have any questions for Dylan? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there. So, do you see yourself in in 2021 doing any big road racing? That was one question I really Road did racing. want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's more about uh, gravel, I pr- not bike guy, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I primarily, if I do any, I mean, I train a lot on the road. Um, in fact, most of my training is on the road. That's why I but wanted if to ask I, that. Yeah. If I do if I do any road racing, it's probably going to be some local races for, for training. It's not going to be, it's not going to be any big racing. Yeah. Um, I think the other problem too is that I'm, I'm only a cat three on the road from back when I was a junior. <laughs> yeah. And I, I cannot, I don't, you know, I don't know what this says about me, but I cannot stand to go to a race and do anything less than whatever the fastest field there is. Like if they're splitting it up like pro one, two, and I have to do the three, four, I, I will not go to the race. <laughs> oh, poor suckers that you'd have to race against, though. <laughs> oh. So so is this why you've primarily focused on gravel, then? It's just because the, the, the road that's, racing category is too far back now? No, that's not, that's not the reason. That's not the reason. I would say that the primary, prim, primary reason is that so much road racing in the U.S. is like crit racing, which I'm yeah. not very good at. Um, I'm much more of an ultra-distance type racer if – if there was a series of road races in the U.S. that was like all like 150 mile gnarly <laughs> climbing road races, I'd be all about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's called gravel. That's why we do gravel. <laughs> I know. I know. I knew that was absolutely a specialty. But I just in, in this region, I mean, we've got some of our road racing schedule coming together now, but <sighs> we'll see. It seems like mountain biking and gravel has the bulk of the entire schedule. It's like, taking over. Mm-hmm. 90% of it, at least in the There least are. There's, here. there's been a lot of mountain bike races, which yeah. have been great because awesome. you can do them. Yeah. Yeah, we're not confined to anything. And you're out in the woods. Yep. Yeah. All right, Matt, what else? What, what you um, got? I can go on for days, but I don't want to. I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, how are, are we okay on time? You okay to. Yeah. Okay. However long mm-hmm. you guys want to go. Um, you know, of course, the triathlon. You're going to switch to triathlon. We already established that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I think that you could probably, with the work that you do, move wherever you want to. Do you plan on staying where you are? Uh, I have thought about moving out west, actually. I don't know where specifically. Yeah. Um, I've spent a lot of time in Colorado. So mm-hmm. uh, I could see myself moving out west. It's not like something that is on the immediate horizon. Um but yeah, I, I don't have to stay in Brevard um, by any means, so I may move around. We'll see. 
Yeah. I mean, Vancouver, Washington's a, a <laughs> really, really like yeah, I greater mean, Portland um, area. Yeah, yeah, the greater Portland mm. area as Not we're bad. referred to. <laughs> I think uh, I think Casey Armstrong just moved out to the Salt Lake area. She's kind of uh, really yeah, or, or she got a yeah. second place to to split time yeah. between um, Salt Lake mm-hmm. City and and was she in Tennessee. I think she was in Knoxville or something like that. Casey Armstrong is mm-hmm. one of the women's gravel hitters in the country. She's super strong. But I think she yeah. moved out. Great options around here, definitely. Yeah, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna jump back into YouTube. <laughs> I'd like to hear some funny stories, some oh. funny interactions that you've had with people, like some things that just like kind of caught you off guard a little bit. Do you have any anything funny that you can share with, with us? Hmm. Like funny, like funny comments. Yeah. All the probably yeah. Yeah. Interactions. How many death threats yeah. do you get on like a weekly basis? <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if I've gotten death threats. Some like my most recent hate comment was like. Uh, I can't tell if you're ugly or if you just have a boring face. Lance, have you gotten one of those? <laughs> oh, I, I always get hateful comments. I was going to say, yeah, like, I, think, I think Lance is I, the most hated one here. But. I call myself the most hated man in America because I retired at 47 and <laughs> all I true. do is ride bikes. Yeah. I just screw off. It so. makes you top five at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, Matt, I, don't know you, I don't know if you get comments like that, yeah. but... I have a small group yeah. on Facebook and we like have a little chat going and it's always like whatever the worst comment is gets posted <laughs> and they're hilarious. Like I get a lot of stuff like, uh, you know, I don't like your voice and I'm like, I don't know. And, Cause they think that they're talking to everyone else and not you. And I'm like, I respond to the comments. I read them and <laughs> I don't know what, if, I don't know what I can do about my voice changing that. It's like, it is what it is. And, and people are usually after they realize that you actually read them, sometimes they'll even a- apologize. Like, Oh, that, that wasn't very nice of me to say that. Like, yeah, it really wasn't. But yeah, well, internet's a weird place. And I think don't put yourself out there if you're not willing to kind of right. handle some yeah. trolls. Right. Cooked a little bit. Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, Matt has told me that my uh, camera quality is, is yeah. not sufficient. I think, I think that's, <laughs> I don't think I, I think I use much harsher language than that. Didn't I? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't know. All you the know, worst comments are just were, Matt. Is it, I am the worst <laughs> troll on your on your YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know anything about cinematography. I, th- I don't know if that's clear but, through my video quality, but. <laughs> I think it's good, though, because what it does is it, it says, like, hey, content is king, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't have to have, you know, a $10,000 camera. $10,000 cameras are great. Like I love all the camera stuff. Like I'm yeah. obviously like Jake and I nerd out about this stuff all the time, but you don't need that. Like if, mm-hmm. if you were to tell someone to start a YouTube channel, like, would you say go buy a camera? No, you would say like fire up your smartphone. Go be interesting. Put it. No, I mean like, <laughs> no, I think the point is like put out the content that people need to hear or your story or whatever it is, because I do think that that stuff is important for people to kind of hear and figure out and, and your first video is going to be your worst, right? I mean, that's just how it is. Uh, but no one's going to see yeah. it. So, Dylan, what was your on. first video? Do you, do you know off the top of your head? Yeah, it was. What was the topic? Uh, it was weightlifting. Uh, yeah, I kind of really? went into the science of weightlifting, uh, and I mean, I think from a, I was going into the science in the first video, and I think, you know, topically, uh, it was a good video, but the execution wasn't very good. Yeah, that's okay. From so yeah. for, from day one for your channel, were you very like systematically and like research based from the start? Or was there a shift for yeah. you? Okay. No, from day one. That's day awesome. Day one, I was I was all about that. Yeah, he's an exercise yeah. science degree from Brevard, so he's 
kind of got that in his, his DNA. That's way better than Ohio Northern. That's <laughs> that's where my <laughs> exercise science degree's from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Evan's actually a, a PhD in D- um, DPT. Oh, DPT. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not in the in research a, field. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. In, uh, awesome. Yeah, physical therapy. So yeah, cool. I get yeah. I get to practice what guys like you like just put out there, which makes my life so much easier because yeah. it's. A whole lot easier for me to watch a group of YouTube videos than, as you know, like delve into the research on a weekly basis like I had to as a student. Yeah. So that's takes a lot of time. Takes Yeah. If you if you were to put um, a, an hour's amount per week, how much do you think you actually are looking? So if it's if it's a research heavy video, uh, I mean, the the research part probably takes a solid day and then. And then writing the script takes a takes a solid day. Um, I don't know. There's some people who I don't know if they think that I just say everything off the top of my head when the <laughs> camera's rolling, but I definitely don't do that. There's no. there's a script. Uh, That's our editing. problem, Jake. There'd be no I mean, way. Pro- yeah, <laughs> yeah. There'd be no. I mean, the 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 studies you're pulling from. Yeah, there's absolutely no way you can just yeah, sit yeah, there and memorize that. You have to have that. it memorized. You have to. <laughs> So, I mean, if it's a very research-heavy video, it might be 15 hours of work. Yeah, are you putting Doesn't are you, surprise you. are you putting out one video per week? I I don't know your schedule. I've been I I was trying to do a video a week and I've okay. been slipping lately kind of because I've been working on this this new visit yeah. uh, business in the background. Um so I think it was this video that I just put out about the race, the gravel race that I did. I think it was 3 weeks. Uh, between my last video, which is I think the longest gap that I've ever had, I kind of want to get back to doing a video a week. Yeah, I, I think that's a great goal. Um, but it's also nice to know that if you don't post for three weeks, you don't just like your followers don't just drop you or anything like that. <laughs> you know, I'm sure yeah. your numbers are still growing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Evan. I do. I do have a history question here, um, and this may have already been asked here. When was the the like birth of backwards hat, Dylan? Was that like oh, yeah. from the start? Was that in your first video, or was that no. just a slow progression? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, that wasn't in that wasn't in the first video. I think the it was it was early on. It was probably I don't know 10, 15 videos in. Yeah. Um, I think for whatever reason. Um, you know, I was like, man, I got to start, you know, these, these videos are too boring. I need to like work some humor into this. Yeah. And, like, um, these videos are too smart for your audience. You need to, <laughs> you need so, to calm it down. So I wrote, I think I wrote in some, like some rebuttals to what I was saying that were kind of, you know, kind of funny rebuttals. And, uh, and I was gonna, you know, go to the other side of the, the camera when I said it so that it looked like it was a different person saying it. And then I was like, I was like, I don't know if people are going to get that. So I should like change. I literally, while I was filming, I was like, I need to change something about my appearance. And I was wearing a hat and I was like, I'll just flip my hat backwards. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that is way cooler than Matt's. What, what's the guy's name? I can't even remember who you brought. Oh, I don't know if, if you're talking about my friend Chester. Oh yeah. Okay. This is, <laughs> Matt has brought another guy. character to his videos as no, well. I think I, he's just copying off. I watched that video. Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Chester's a, I, I don't think he's going to come back on the channel. He's gone. Can we bring him on the podcast? (laughs) Chester was the bomb, man. He's like a, he's got, he speaks with a lot of profanity. It was hard to get a whole YouTube video out of him. His mustache made me so happy. (laughs) So proud. So proud. Dylan, Uh, did you have any really. Did that video get demonetized? No. 
No, it didn't. It didn't get demonetized, and it was one of my least per- like worst performing videos. So. I watched that. I actually watched that video twice. To be completely honest, but that's. But yeah. I think that there's going back to you know backwards hat Dylan. Like I think there's real value in creating some dialogue in the videos, and when you film by yourself, mm-hmm. it gets really hard to create dialogue, and so yeah. the character that you created is perfect, you know, and it's got a life of its own, right? Like everyone, you know, people love backwards hat Dylan. Uh, or hate him, I don't know, but I think it's excellent, you know, and I don't think that that's the route that I'm going personally, but there's other ways to create dialogue, and I think having dialogue is fantastic on your on your channel, on your videos. You get a so. DC Rainmaker to come up with an alter ego. That would be comedy yeah. gold right there. That Ray, would, Ray's that funny, be, but he's yeah. like, Ray, he's like snarky, snarky. Yeah. All dry. So, <laughs> yeah. Fun. Right on. Matt, what else you got? Um, that was it for my list. Um, you know, hopefully. Okay. Devin, do you have any more questions? Oh, like personal questions or like, yeah, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> What's up next for you, Dylan? Um, I think, I mean, as far as races, uh, we talked about this a little bit, but like the big A race on the calendar is unbound. Mm-hmm. Um, That's going to be amazing. Yeah. So are so, you going to have, how are you going to film that? Do you have someone help you? You have some uh, friends? Do you have any friends? Yeah, yeah if you I, do, yeah. one up on us. Uh, I have some. I have a good friend of mine from college actually that's coming out to cool. support me for that race because okay. I don't know if any of you have ever done it, but you need a support crew. Yeah. Um, I mean, no. We have a teammate doing it. <laughs> yeah. Who's doing it? Uh, Levine. No. Surratt. Chris Surratt. Surratt. Yeah. Oh, he got oh, in. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a really so, tall guy, Dylan. He'll be tough to miss. <laughs> okay my uh my friend who's going to be supporting me is six six so okay oh wow <laughs> so he'll just have the camera like phone kind of get some footage so you can talk do some i'm sure you're going to yeah. talk about it yeah i uh can, man, you, bar- I, it, can you borrow footage from anyone because there's gonna be a lot of cameras there right so at at the bwr race um i didn't want to run a gopro because secretly i'm i'm actually a weight weenie Um, I know that's like a backwards hat Dylan thing. Like I made a whole video making fun of weight weenies, but honestly I was making fun of myself because (laughs) I I am that person. I used to be worse actually. Um, So I didn't want to run a GoPro at BWR. And luckily, I mean, they are so on top of filming that front group. Like there's motorcycles following you the whole race with cameras out and they let me use all of that footage I don't know what the situation is going to be like at Unbound. I mean, I've done un, uh, DK before, um, and there was not a motorcycle following us with a camera the whole time. That's for sure. Yeah. So, I don't know. I may run a GoPro. Um, don't I, do it. I also, for BWR, I mooched off some other people's GoPro footage. Um, we'll see. Have you uh, ever used a 360 camera? Or are you familiar with Insta360? I have not. Okay, Insta360 has a little camera called the Insta360 Go, and I think it only weighs 26 grams. Does that sound right, Matt? Didn't there, you just pick that up? Well, okay, so... It's super light. That sounds heavy. Insta360 Insta Go <laughs> 2, well... Or Insta360 Go 2. That's the new one that just came out. Yeah, that was light. Yeah. I think it's 26 grams. Yeah. It's super small. You know, Dylan, I do I do think it's unfair to like, especially the gravel racing world at the top level is like, I mean, it, it's cool that like the fans want to see the visual aspect of it. But at least from the mm-hmm. triathlon channels I follow, and I follow basically all of them, nobody is expecting like Lionel Sanders to slap a GoPro no. on the front of his TT bike no. and be like, oh, mm-hmm. we really want to see like, well, how Lionel's, or like him like carry a camera on him or anything. So 
Right. Like I, I mean, I know it's it's complete, but like I don't think that anybody would be that mad at you for not carrying video. Yeah, no, it's just fun yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it makes the video quality better. Um, but mm. yeah, uh, I might have to look into that twenty six gram camera though. I haven't <laughs> heard of that. Insta three hundred and sixty Go Two is what yeah. it's called. It's a very small, and it they've done some comparison contrast between that and the new Hero Nine. And it's a fraction of the size, but the, the image quality isn't too far off. 26 that, grams is yeah. crazy light, yeah. too. David Manning, he's another YouTuber. Oh, yeah. He did a, a nice little comparison contrast of those two um, against each other. Just nice. might be worth looking up. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah the biggest issue links. with these long races is that, I mean, there's no camera that has the battery life. Nope. Correct. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I only, I try to just capture the exciting parts. Like, I'm not filming the entire race. Uh-huh. But even so, I, I run at, like, that that gravel race that I just made a video about was only three hours and some change, and I was trying to be careful about when I was filming and and have the camera off for most of it, and it, I still ran out of batteries. I didn't capture the finish, still which is like the, the most exciting part. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you yeah, know? but it seems like you should be paying attention to the race. You know, like I always think, like either film right. or. Like for, yeah, it's like either there's film. There's a cool moment I need to record. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, there's a there's a breakaway about yeah. to happen. Let me get my camera ready. Uh, yeah. I just think it's like either film or do the workout. Like don't try and do both at the same time. I just think it gets too hard to try to do it all. Yeah. Or you don't get yeah, or you I, don't get the quality that you want or whatever it is. So yeah, I don't know. My my videos, you know, I'm never I'm never like out on a ride and filming myself. Um, yeah. If you've noticed, like I'm always you know, in my studio talking yep. and I'm, I am not into trying to film while I'm training when I'm training, it's mm -hmm. training time. And when right. I'm filming, it's filming time. And I separate the two. Well, plus there's a million other channels that are like, look at my training, look at, look at how yeah. I'm training. And it's like, guess what, buddy? It's not that interesting. You know, it's like <laughs> riding bikes, just riding bikes. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I think that there's kind of a, abundance of channels that do that right now and it's mm -hmm. like there still needs to be more channels that are educational that are out there in my yeah. opinion where it's like hey mm -hmm. you know you need to learn about whatever it is you know training properly or nutrition or products or you know whatever it is and it's just like I feel like it seems narcissistic a little bit to be like, look at me, look yeah. at my training. I mean, like DC Rainmaker, me. yeah, is not like <laughs> well, showing DC, himself, yeah, like showing does, himself going to track workouts. He never workouts talks about with his it. training <laughs> or whatever, but there, you yeah. can kind of mix in both too, I think, because you can, you know, vlogs are real, vlogs are popular, mm -hmm. and you know, I do think people would be very interested in your training, um, but you know, probably not at the expense of missing out on the educational part that you provide. So you know, maybe do both, but don't. Don't just do the look at me stuff. Dylan, what video are you working on right now? Oh, yeah. What's in the hopper? Um, I got a script written about how sleep affects cycling performance. Ooh, uh, I would say it's like uh, two-thirds written. It's pretty close to being done. It's actually been at that stage for the past three weeks. I just haven't finished it and filmed it. So that may be my next video. Um, I kind of want to do a video about how how much genetics plays a role in uh, cycling performance, yeah. <laughs> um, and there's actually there's actually some good research on it too. So, could make for an interesting video. I've I've touched on it a little bit in videos in the past, but I haven't made a dedicated video about that. Um, those are the two videos that are probably, you know, on the on the horizon 
in the did near future. See, did you see the study where there was like, I don't remember which basketball team it was. I think it was Duke was like checking free throw percentages for people that had like slept. And if they had slept an extra yeah, hour or yeah. something like that, their yeah. free throw percentage went up by like a ridiculous amount. That was, was a like really the cool stupidest yeah. numbers. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. I guess sleep is important. I mean, I used to work with a PT who used to reference that study. That study that he like, that was like in his, in, in the clinical world, don't we have like, we'll, we'll like latch on to two studies and always use them as like our examples to patients. And I, did yeah. work with a guy who used that one almost every single day. Yeah, actually. Every day. Yeah. Let me tell you about the Duke basketball. Yeah, it's like, let's talk players. about Duke basketball. <laughs> but you, you know what is actually a good sleep. Sleep is definitely important, and you can you can easily find that when looking at the research. But one takeaway that I think is a good thing is you know a lot of people have pre-race nerves the night before a race and can't yeah. sleep. Mm-hmm. And as far as the research that I found on um, sleep deprivation and cycling performance is that if it's if it's one night of lost right. sleep, that yeah, is not a good. huge deal. Yeah. You know, the guy who won uh, Texas 70.3 woke up at 2.30 a.m. to get a swim in before the oh, race yeah. after having slept like and he was swimming three in- or four hours. Just yeah. like got up and was like, I'm nervous. I need to go swim. And then went to the race right after that and won. So. Yeah. Uh, we, yeah. got a question, we got a question yeah. here from a listener. Um, his name's Scott Troutman. is asking if you run tire inserts. And I believe in your last video you discussed at the end of that after the race um, about some of your tire selections. And I think you did mention in there that you're running a tire insert. You want to let us know about that? Yeah. So I was curious about tire inserts last year for gravel um, because flat tires in gravel are actually pretty common. Um, and I think part of that is that people run tires that are too narrow and and they should be running wider tires but also you know um a lot of times you're just hitting stuff at really high speed like you hit a pothole at really high speed and you're just bottoming out the rim and uh that's you know a lot of times when you have sharp gravel it's not actually going to puncture the tire unless you're hitting something super hard like the rim and then and then the you know the sharp gravel can puncture puncture through the tire now that it's got a hard surface to you know, back itself on. Um, so I was curious about tire inserts last year. Uh, I think I even bought a pair of Cush Core, but they're just so heavy. So somebody told me about Tubo Light, which is, I think, the lightest tire inserts that you can get. I mean, the ones that I have for my gravel bike are like 25 grams or something. Um, like, it's it's very marginal. Um, and I'm a weight weenie, so, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't add things to my bike willy nilly. Um, and it's honestly, I think it's a game changer because you can run whatever pressure you want, specifically lower pressures and not have to worry about bottoming your tire out on the rim and risking a flat tire. Um, and, and the, the tire inserts I use are tubo light and I just bought myself a pair last year and talked about them. In a video and then tuba like came to me and was like hey that video you made like we had a lot of u.s sales from that video so uh, <laughs> so now they're a sponsor which is awesome because well played they're they're the tire insert that that i would choose if i had to pay for them gotcha. so nice. Chris core is one that we've all used but that has been one of the downsides it is the a weight. little bit on the weight the heavy side yeah um mm-hmm. you use them what did you think about them other than the weight issue yeah, I mean, performance-wise, they're great. I don't, I don't have any complaints from a performance perspective. I just didn't like that they were heavy. Gotcha. But you like the way that the the tuba lights work? Is you think they work just as good as the, the Cush Core 
without yeah. all the, the yeah, fluff yeah, yeah. and the weight. I've I've experimented with running like fifteen psi in my gravel tires just to see, which is is you know, uh, not the optimal pressure, but I just wanted to see if I could run that low, and if it would be a problem or not. And it's not. You just you feel the tire. Um, you know, hit the foam insert and, it, and it's fine. Nothing happens. Nice. Now you said you recently switched gravel tires too. You jumped over to the Pirelli. What are those Centrados? I think that's how you say that. Are yeah. You running, are you still running those? Uh, I've been, I've been looking at a couple different gravel tires, mainly for unbound. I want something that's wider. Uh -huh. Like I'm running the, I was running the 42 Pathfinder pro from specialized. I wanted something that was even wider than 42. Um, the Pirellis are 45, which I like, and uh, according to BicycleRollingResistance.com, they roll even faster than the Pathfinders. Um, I think I mentioned this in that video, but I don't know how the rolling resistance on a steel drum relates to the rolling resistance on actual gravel, Yeah. but I certainly don't think that it can hurt that they they seem to roll fast. Gotcha. Um, and I, I've... I've been looking at t gravel tires that are actually even wider than that. Um, I haven't tried them out yet. I've got some coming. Nice. So, I just thought it was a nice little coincidence when he was watching his video and he, he starts talking about those. I'm like, hey, I've got those on my gravel yes. bike as well. So, yeah. <laughs> well played. <laughs> and I've nice. been I've been riding tire inserts in my gravel bike for the last year as well, and it actually mm -hmm. helped me win that Chasta gravel hugger. So. Do you flatter in yeah. the race? No. But, oh, okay. But many that people was, yeah. did. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I was able to rip through a um, a Jeep trail section that like slowed everybody up, and I just railed through it. So nice. that helped a lot. Cool. Um, at uh, at Unbound, are you going to use a vest, a chase vest, something like that? Um, ooh, this is top secret. I don't know if I should talk about this. Oh, don't talk, talk about that. this until no. after the race. Yeah, no, no, no. All right, it's got drones totally fine. Down and, yeah. There you go, exactly. Yeah, that'll be fun to watch. That's always so. my question with with uh, people who are really concerned about weight on gravel, yeah. you know, races. Is you know, if I take my vest, I don't have to stop at any. You know, what's what's going to carry Unbound? By the way, how how are we going to be able to watch that? Is there, uh, there's, there's gotta be a live. There's feed, not. I, oh, really? I don't there's know. not a live? I don't, yeah. It's too long. It's out in, it's 200 miles and it's out in the middle of yeah. nowhere. Well, I just bought, is, yeah. I just bought GCM plus this year. I was hoping they were going to, you know, get some gravel or something. There. Right. <laughs> My Amstel Gold race didn't load. So. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm trying to do whatever I can to not have to use a vest or a hydration pack. Okay. Um, partially because of the weight and partially because and and i'm just assuming this i didn't test this in a wind tunnel or something but i'm assuming it's less aerodynamic yeah no it's gotta be yeah yep. dylan for you hydration wise over and i know i'm sure you've delved into the research on hydration but for you personally are you you know gonna drink more aggressively or are you do you try to stay a little bit more conservative with your hydration um i mean i you know it's funny i have looked at the research on it and i I think the the research that I saw, I haven't done a video on it, so I'm not completely, I, I, you know, I don't know all the studies off the top of my head. Like a lot of the videos that I've made, I I could talk about all those studies in that in that video, but I have yeah. not done a video on hydration. But I think they they basically came to the conclusion that um, 
you should basically drink to thirst um, yeah. with, you know, and all these yeah. people talking about how you need to measure, you know, exactly how much, how much fluid you're taking in. Um, I don't know. I take yeah. a simpler approach to that. So that's what I plan to do as far as, um, like sodium and, and, uh, electrolyte content goes, I'm, I'm pretty light. I go, I go lighter on sodium. If, mm -hmm. if there's too much sodium, I get stomach issues. So, yeah. Yep. You yeah. know, it's, it's from, from the, the research I've all looked at is from the sub two hour project actually, because they, mm -hmm. Nike really delved into that pretty in depth. And it was interesting because I think they tried to make two plus two equals four there. And they used, there's a good example of the Eritrean runner, um, in that group had said that he had never drank water during a race in his life. This guy was like in his thirties, <laughs> never drank water in a race, uh -huh. performed awesome. And Nike gets the bright idea. They're like, Oh, so all we got to do is just, you know, just hydrate him and boom, like this guy's going to perform amazingly well. Mm -hmm. And he actually dropped out a mile 16. So I think it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting to see. Cause that's just as a coach, I get that question all the time. It's like, what's my hydration plan for the race? I was like, what have you yeah. been training? Cause we're not gonna, I'm not gonna like have you taken Martine and like, you know, enough salt tablets to make you cramp and hate your life on the run. So. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. That, that breaking two project was super interesting. I, I followed that yeah. really closely. There's a lot of awesome research that came out of that, I think, too, just mm -hmm. for like elite level performance. But I, mm -hmm. I mean, he's it's just been amazing to see him fail that attempt once and then go back and actually do it. So that gotcha. was that was cool. Gotcha. All right. Before we jump into one last thing here, um, mm -hmm. wrap this thing up. Dylan, uh, can we ask you real quick? Can you just tell us where people can go to check you out? You, you've got a lot of things going on here. I think we can go to DylanJohnsonTraining.com. Does that sound right? Yeah, um, probably at this point, though, it would be better if uh, people went to ignitioncoachco.com because if they go to my Dylan Johnson training, um, I'm, I'm booked. So if you send me an email um, wanting a coach, the answer that you're going to get is I can set you up with one of my Ignition Coach Co. coaches. So nice. ignitioncoachco.com. Um, my YouTube channel is just my name, Dylan Johnson. My Instagram is my name as well, except instead of J-O-H-N-S-O-N, it's J-A-W-N-S-O-N. Um, was that because it was already taken? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan Johnson is a pretty common name. So. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Dylan Johnson is where you can go to check out all of Dylan's awesome videos. Um, yeah, that's good. good so f for the end of the show, we do a little segment called One Last Thing. That's where everybody just gets to run around the table real quick. Promise it'll be quick. And uh, just say one last thing. Anything could be whatever you want. And uh, we'll start that now. So let's start us off with one last thing. I am not racing this Whoa. weekend. Wow. And I'm out of town. you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm not racing. But I'm, I'm out of town. I'm headed to Las Vegas. My wife oh, that makes has me feel a, better. Uh, okay, good. My wife has a soccer tournament, and I'm going to support her at her soccer tournament. Wow. So we're driving Ooh. the adventure van with the oh, dog cool. and a bunch of bikes. and The roles are reversed. For yes, her. I'm <laughs> headed to Vegas. But then after that, I'm coming back to do the Cascade Gravel Grinder three-day stage race in Bend. Gotcha. That's that hurt. Nice. Matt, one last thing. Um, I've got a couple of videos coming out, I'm sure. I don't always have a video here or there. Um, I think I'm going to post... A uh, review of this watch. I think I'm going to give this one away too. This is the Coros. Yes, this is the Coros. Yeah, yeah. uh, it's called the Coros Pace Two. It's an awesome triathlon watch. Very affordable for triathlon standards. It's like 200 bucks. Most triathlon watches are like 500 bucks. So mm -hmm. it's a good option 
for those of us that don't want to spend a million dollars on triathlon junk. And uh, so then much I, junk. I've got another video with the um, Wahoo Element Bolt after a year. I've been okay. using that that computer for a year, so I want to do that review because I actually have a whole bunch of bike computer review stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks because I have just a whole bunch of them in the excellent in the cool. studio in my in my YouTube studio. <laughs> I have a lot of uh, bike computers, so I want to do some reviews, do some comparisons, and things like that. Awesome. So, yep. Evan Price, one last thing. I got to spectate at a race this last weekend, Whoa. which was awesome. So I, I got, got some shout outs. I know I got to run around with my camera, my new phone camera, and just take pictures. First, Josh absolutely dominated the duathlon, had yeah. a great race. That was fun to watch. Yeah, Scott Goodrich was not too far off of him. Mm -hmm. Scott had an awesome race. And then we had a bunch of dialed people after that finish. We got to see John Hoffman and Mike Stats come down to the last yep, run. Good. Carlos finished his first race. Cassie wow. killed it. Yes. Yeah, we, we had people all over. How did Cassie, doing awesome. Cassie do? Um, this is Cassie is this guy's new fian fiance. Fiance. Yes. fiance. It's French. French. It's French Congrats. or something. It's French, yeah. I think it's, <laughs> I don't know. it's, it's French, French for getting married at some point, I think. Yeah. So she did well in the race? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she had a blast. She was super oh. sore did the she, rest of the day. Was she, I bet she's pretty competitive. How did I she told do? her uh, she, she did well. I think she was the fifth or sixth girl, I think, which was awesome. Overall, fifth yep. or sixth girl. She was second in her age group, I believe. Second in the second age, age group. group. Yep. Okay. Dylan, if you're wondering, uh, duathlon's the worst thing ever created. It's when you run, bike, and then <laughs> and then you do the stupidest thing ever, and you run again after that bike. Dylan, you would crush it. Which is a hundred times worse than any triathlon ever. So. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't run in a very long time, so I don't I don't know how much crushing I'd do. Do yeah. not jump into a duathlon. They're awful. <laughs> nice. Dylan, how about you hit us with one last thing, bud? Yeah, I, I actually wanted to ask Matt this. I know mean, we can talk about it more off air, but sure. I'm I think I'm finally gonna upgrade from my iPhone to film videos to an actual camera. And yeah. I don't know if you had any suggestions. Ooh, that's a good one, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Uh, I have tons of suggestions. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean I think that there's a it's however much you want to budget and we can definitely talk about it offline or whatever, but there's a lot of really good options that, you know, allow you to get a little bit more depth of field, which I think you would enjoy on your videos. And then I think, you know, I say this all the time. It's like lighting is a really good way to get nicer looking video yeah. as well. And your lighting is mm -hmm. actually pretty good uh, currently, but there's some little things that you can do to tweak it and make it, you know, just that much better. So I think that, mm -hmm. yeah, we can take it offline if you want to talk specifics about which, particular you know cameras um i'm yeah. worried that it's going to change your workflow a touch and that it's not a faster workflow and that's important right really? when you have to put out well it's just like you're going to have you know potentially you have like a separate microphone which you probably already have i don't know and then it's like then you can do, yeah. probably have that going into a particular camera and then the you know it's just a matter of like taking all of that video and moving it to your computer where you would do your edit. And I don't, I don't know what software you use for editing your videos. Yeah. What just out of curiosity, what software do you use? Yeah. I, I use iMovie, which I know is, yeah. is like the free that, version. And then it works, if you man. tell anyone, <laughs> uh, so I use my iPhone 10 to yeah. film and then I, I airdrop that onto my Mac and then I right. edit with iMovie. So it's, uh, which is what I've done from the beginning. So it's pretty low tech, although I did upgrade to an external mic because a lot of those early videos, they don't sound great. And I actually got comments saying, hey, you should get a mic because this doesn't sound great. Yeah, we can talk <laughs> about mics most too. Aggressive that are, comments. Yeah, honestly, I think sound is probably like, you know, sound is probably more important than the video. I would agree with you. Yeah. On that. And it's just like, you know, decent lighting is probably more important. And it's like all these things that you just want to distract from your your content. Um, yeah, but, I do. I do have a good lighting setup. Like I have, yeah. uh, 
I don't know what they're called, box lights or something. Like I've got one right here and then one down here. Mm -hmm. Like. So you've you know, got yeah key light. I watched a light. YouTube video about how to how to do <laughs> lighting. Yeah, there you go. Good That's old awesome. Yeah. I know this is every time we do a video in here, Jake's like, wait, 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 and he just like sets up all these random boxes. Everyone's like, I don't even know what he's doing right now, but it seems to do something. So. Yeah, there's a lot of crap in here there, right now. There's, yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fun though. Cool. Anything else, Dylan? I think that's about it. Cool. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. My one last thing is I just wanted to thank you, man. I thanks. really appreciate it. I reached out yeah. to you. And I'm like, ah, he's never going to say yeah. But sure enough, he's a, he's a trooper. He came on, and, and this was fun. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You got a lot yeah. of fans out yeah. here, Dylan. Thanks by for the having way. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It came up, and we had another team ride over the weekend, and it came up that you're going to be on the podcast, and everybody was clamoring. Oh, we love that guy so much. It's always, always nice. good stuff. So um, really Sweet. appreciate that. And uh, I think that's about it for the show today, guys. Yeah. Dylan, thanks for your time. Yep. This uh, will yeah. be out on – well, if you're watching it right now on YouTube, YouTube, that's great but it will be out next this coming Wednesday on any podcast platform um, and if you're listening to it and you want to come back and check it out you want to see the live version of this um, you can go to youtube.com forward slash cycling and do the, uh, the whole replay so on that note again thank you everybody we will see you next week bye for now